All right, look at this. Luke chapter 1, verse number 26. We're here to celebrate or celebrate Christmas, uh, the time that we, the world recognizes that Jesus was born. And I think that's an amazing thing that the world, this is worldwide. People are celebrating Christmas worldwide. And um, the world is pausing to even, pausing just to consider that Christ was born. Now, I know there's attempts to water it down. There's attempts to change it from Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays because people don't want to be offensive, but it's Merry Christmas. Merry Christ Mass with the emphasis on Christ. And so it's funny, we go to stores, and I know it, I know it comes from corporate that, the, you know, the, the clerks and stuff say happy holidays. I turn back and say, and say Merry Christmas. And then they say, oh, Merry Christmas, because they really want to say Merry Christmas, but, but, but they've been instructed by corporate not to be offensive. It's Merry Christmas. Amen? So tell, tell your neighbor again, it's Merry Christmas. So get Merry Xmas off your stuff. It is not Merry Xmas, it's Merry Christmas. Don't buy cars that say Happy Holidays, buy cars that say Merry Christmas. Because we're the ones that are supposed to be representing Christ. So if we're ashamed of it, then how are we going to attract those in the world? Amen? And so we're going to pick up reading. We won't read the entire Christmas story for the sake of time, but we're going to, I'm going to extract a portion of the Christmas story uh, out and share some things with you on today. Um, because as we've been in our year of, of renewed faith, you know, I'm looking at things, and you should be too, I'm looking at things through a lens of faith. See, when you, when you, when you, when you focus on something, it magnifies. And it's been magnifying in my, in my study of scriptures. Now, I, I, I see faith components in, in things I've read over and over in my life. I, I see faith. I said, man, I didn't see it like that before. I didn't see it like that before. And so I'm, I'm, I'm talking a little bit about uh, this pronouncement of, uh, of, of Jesus to Mary. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extract some faith components out of it that we can relate to and actually apply to our lives. Because Jesus didn't come just for us to celebrate them once a year. He came for your very lives to be completely and totally transformed. Amen. Y'all with me? So Luke chapter 1 verse 26. Uh, here is the angel coming to Mary after, uh, after uh, Elizabeth had been ministered to. In verse 26 of Luke 1, it says, Now in the sixth month. After that, after he had ministered to Elizabeth, he came to Mary six months later. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee named Nazareth to a girl never having been married and a virgin engaged to be married to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28 says, And he came to her and said, Hail, O favored one, endued with grace, the Lord is with you, blessed, favored of God, are you before all other women. So here's Mary being handpicked by God 
to be used of God to get Jesus into the earth. That's an amazing thing. And so he says, but when she, but the scripture says, but when she saw him, he was, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what he said and kept revolving in her mind what such greeting or what such greeting this might mean. Praise God. So the Bible says she kept rolling around. She, 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 this angel shows up and begins to make this pronouncement over her life. And um, she begins to think how she gets disturbed over this and, and rolling around in her mind. And, and it's really not unlike many of us, because when the word of the Lord comes to us, it, isn't it a rough time in our thinking? Isn't our thinking the one, the piece of us that gives us the most issue? Because we try to figure this thing out. We try to figure, okay, I just heard what God wants to do in my life, but, 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 but it, it, it doesn't fit in my thinking right now. So in the same way here is Mary, just, just a regular girl minding her own business, and here comes this angel with this amazing pronouncement, and she's wondering, what in the world? So what's giving Mary tr her tr uh, trouble is her head. Verse 30 says, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found grace, free, spontaneous, absolute favor, and loving kindness with God. And listen, you will become pregnant and will give birth to a son, and you shall call his name, what? Jesus. He will be great imminent and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his forefather David and he will reign over the house of Jacob throughout the ages and of his reign there shall be no end shout this morning Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. I said shout it Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. amen hey you guys can put that other slide up there that's fine praise God Jesus is Lord because the Bible says his reign will have no end. It doesn't matter if people want to change his word, his reign will have no end. Come on now, shout it, Jesus is Lord. And so we got to recognize that when God instituted the reign of Jesus, it was for eternity. Doesn't matter who's in power and who's not in power. Jesus is still reigning. <laughs> he is the King of Kings and he is the Lord of Lords. In verse 34, Mary says, what are you talking about, Willis? Oh, oh, your Bible don't say that? Okay, praise the Lord. In verse 34, saying, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I have no intimacy with a man as a husband? Mary's like, angel, dude, I, I know about the birds and the bees, and, 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 and I haven't participated in none of that stuff. How this going to be? And listen, folks, Mary's the only one, past, present, and future, that has gotten pregnant without a man. Amen, somebody. I said, amen, somebody. So everybody else who's gotten pregnant, there's a man around here somewhere. 
Look at verse 35. Then the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a shining cloud. And so the holy, pure, sinless thing, offspring, which shall be born of you, shall be called the Son of God. Mary says, how can this be? He said, it's Holy Spirit. The power of God is going to come on you, Mary. Verse 36 says, and listen, your relative in her old age also conceived a son. And this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. Why did he say that? Because if it happens for one, it can happen for many. Come on. If impossible things can happen for one, it can happen for many. That's why you don't ever want to despise people's testimony. Because if it happened for them, it can happen for me. Come on now, because God is no respect of persons. God is not a one and done God. He is not the God of the second chance. He's the God of the many chances. How many thank God for that? Woo, how many of you needed some many chances? Some many, some, some many, some many. We, we, we didn't count them because it was too many, but we thank God he's the God of many chances. Y'all with me? But if it can happen for one, it can happen for many. Verse 37, for with God. What's the next word, y'all? What, what is it? Nothing. nothing. What does nothing mean? No thing or Nothing. Y'all a deep crowd. Y'all a deep crowd. Y'all are seriously deep here. Y'all are deep. Nothing means what? Nothing. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Can I get two or three people say amen to that? So, so, so what is it saying? So we can get God's word on it. Not only do we have God's word on it, we have his power to bring it to pass. Because within the word contains the power, the anointing, the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God to bring that word which we have to pass. Whoo, glory to God. This is some good stuff. All right. Look, verse 38. Then Mary said, look at, look, look at, look at Mary's response. Look at Mary's response. Then Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. And the angel left her. Uh, an, an impossible pronouncement was made over her life. But her response was, let it be unto me based on what you said. All right, and let's see the result of this. Let's go over to Luke 2. Let's go over to Luke 2, and then we look at some things here. And uh, praise God, then we'll be where we, God wants us to be. Luke 2, verse 7 says, And she gave birth to her son, her firstborn, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, check this out, because there was no room in the inn. Everything was sold out. That's why she was in the manger. 
She wasn't in the manger because they couldn't afford to be in the inn. They wasn't in the inn because there was no room. That's why she ended up in a manger. Then verse, uh, verse 11 of chapter 2 says, For to you is born this day in the town of David a Savior who is Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. Amen. Merry Christmas, praise God. That's why we want to recognize Christ in this season. Because Jesus is the Christ. Amen. So we see here Mary's response to this prophetic, to this impossible pronouncement over her life was, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Now, let's take a little journey. Let's go to John chapter 1 now. John chapter 1. And uh, I need about uh, 90 more minutes and then we'll be good, okay? Praise God. Don't get nervous. I don't need that much. Maybe 85 minutes. Praise God. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And look at verses 1 and 2. Look at this. Okay? Now I need you to make a connection here. I need you to make a connection. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the what? Was the what? Was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Y'all see that? Now look at verse number two. Look at the first word in verse number two. It says, he, referring to the word, was in the beginning with God. So all of a sudden, from verse one and verse two, the word took on a person. Or the word became a person. In the beginning was the word. Verse two says, he. So now we understand that the word is now a person. Now, who is this person that is, that is the word? Verse 14 of John chapter 1 gives us very clearly who the word is. And the word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, folks, Jesus and the word are one. Say it with me this morning. Say, Jesus... And the Word are one. Okay? The Word and Jesus are one. Jesus and the Word, they're, they're one. They're one. They're, they're one and the same. So, not only did Mary conceive the person of Jesus, she also conceived the Word. Because if Jesus and the Word are one, then not, she didn't just receive the, the flesh of Jesus. She received the Word of God. Mm. Y'all got to stay with me. Stay with me. Now, so now that, that, let's, 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 let's go back in synopsis of the story. So here we go. Angel comes and angel says, Mary, you're you about to get pregnant. Mary says, how can this be? He says, Holy Spirit can come on you. He's going to overshadow you. And then Mary says, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Now, a little backstory about Jesus. There's nowhere in scriptural information or history that we find that Mary was a theology student. Nor do we find that she was in training to be a ministry leader. Nor do we find that Mary was in church 
Sunday after Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. We don't see any of that information. All we know, Mary is just an everyday little girl. Mother and father, of course, just going about her own business. Don't know if she was in school or working, but she, there, there is nothing special the Scripture tells us about Mary, except she was favored of God. Is that is making sense? Now, why am I trying to make it this point? I'm trying to make it this point. It's because I believe that through incomplete teachings of faith, people have been handicapped in thinking they have to wait on God. Or they have to wait until they get enough faith to receive something. And I'm here to admit this morning, I've taught faith in such a way that you got to build up to a certain amount. But when I look at the story of Mary, I don't see Mary taking time to build her faith to receive what was spoken over her. What I see is a little girl hearing a word and having enough confidence in what she heard to receive what she heard. So what I'm saying today is, and, I'm, and I hope you take this away um, from today, I'm going to give you how, how, Mary, uh, how Mary received uh, what she needed to receive from God. And, and, I, and I hope you take away from this place on today that you don't need to hear six series on faith in order to receive what God has for you. Are y'all with me today? We have too many people sitting on the sideline trying to get more faith instead of just receiving the word that's spoken over your life. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Here's Mary Minor. I don't know if she's, she's getting water. I don't know if she's working. And all of a sudden, an angel comes and say, hey, you've been picked of God. You're going to birth Jesus. How? The Holy Spirit's going to come unto me. And, 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 the same, and, and the same impossible kind of thing happened to your relative who was barren, but now she's six months pregnant. She says, be it unto me, according to his word. She didn't run back and say, well, I need to search the scriptures to find out if this is so. She didn't have to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. She received when she heard the word. And it's time for us to start receiving when we hear the word. But the challenge is we try to figure it out too much in our head. Amen. When the word of God says, by, your, by his stripes you are healed, it is not your responsibility to figure out how it's going to get done. You just got to believe it will come to pass. Are y'all with me? When the Bible says, stop worrying and don't be anxious for anything, but in all your, uh, y'all, all your, and with thanksgiving and praise, make your requests be made known unto God, and then the peace of God will pass all understanding. You don't figure out how you're going to stop worrying. You don't figure out why you're going to stop worrying. You just, you just, you just, I'm going to stop worrying. Amen. It is my prayer. It is my desire. Because, folks, I, don't, I, I shouldn't have to teach to you all year before you start receiving God's word. I shouldn't have to be teaching. I shouldn't have to do four series on faith before you start using your faith. Based on this passage of scripture, you can hear one word. 
and receive it and then manifest it. Okay, yeah, Pastor, Pastor the word of God says that you know, out of the mouth of, of, of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Okay, no problem. Remember G, uh, Peter. Peter, before he started following Jesus. I said before he started following Jesus. So he didn't have the teachings that we know he had that he wrote about in the epistles. He, this man was a fisherman. He was a professional fisherman. He was focused on what? Fishing. Jesus comes and says, hey, man, let me, let me use your boat. Jesus gets on the boat teaches the word of God to the people, and then he says, Peter, launch out in the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. Peter said, Jesus, we've been fishing all night. We didn't catch anything. But he says, nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. What happened? Peter manifested a boat sinking, boat load of fish. He didn't hear, he didn't follow Jesus for three years before he did that. He heard one lesson on the shore and he responded in faith. Are y'all getting this? All right, okay, okay, you want another example. Okay, no problem, no problem, no problem. Jesus stands up after teaching, uh, teaching a lesson. He says, let's go to the other side. They get on the boat, go to the other side. Jesus goes downstairs in the boat and goes to sleep. A storm rose. And they started paling out the water. It couldn't go fast enough, so they run downstairs to wake up Jesus. Jesus! 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 Don't you care? We about to die up here. Don't you think that if they died, he would too? But it didn't have any concern to him. So he ran upstairs. Or probably didn't run upstairs. He probably walked upstairs. Probably took his time. That's like him, and he just take, you know, because when went to Lazarus' tomb, he took an extra day. Because the custom says after three days, he, he, you might as well forget him. He, he showed up on the fourth day. So he just moseyed on over to Lazarus' grave. Praise God. And see, we want him to hurry up. But he takes his time. And so he probably walked on upstairs. He probably like, God, help me with these people, please. And he looks out on the sea and says, peace, be still. Everything became calm immediately. They said, whoa, what kind of man is that? Take a neighbor said, you need to have some people saying some woes about you. I said, tell them, tell them, tell them. You need to have some people looking at you and be like, whoa, what kind of man, what kind of woman is that? See, when all stuff is breaking loose on the job, chaos everywhere, and you stand up in the middle of the floor and say, peace, be still. And everybody said, and calm down. They go like, scared of you, scared of you, scared of you. No, don't be scared of me. Just understand who I am. But no, no, no. So, so, he says, so he says, peace be still. And then he turns to the disciples and makes this statement. Where's your faith? Implying that they could have calmed the storm themselves. But what did they hear? One lesson before they left the shore. We've been sitting in the pews and the seats of churches are all over the world trying to get more faith. 
And you don't need to get more faith. You need to use the faith that you have. And I'm here to declare and decree that it's time for you to launch out and start using the faith that you have and stop sitting on the sidelines and start seeing some stuff happen in your life so you can have some joy in your world. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? So, how did, how did Mary do this thing? Mary, how did, it's because the same way Mary did this thing is the same way we did this thing. Number one, Mary heard a word. Say she heard a word. Now, those of you who are connected to FCCI, you get a word all the time. And I'm not saying that just because I'm the pastor. I, I, I'm saying that because I know. Because I be getting words while I be teaching. And so we, she heard a word. And how many, how many words have you heard that you didn't do anything with? Tell your neighbor, say, you shouldn't still be dealing with what you're dealing with. Come on, tell you, you shouldn't still be dealing with what you're dealing with. Because I guarantee you, if I surveyed your life, you have, you have gotten enough answers. From those things you've been listening to. To get you out of your situation. Come on, holler at your boy, say Merry Christmas, one or two. Am I right about it? But what's happening? We're trying to figure it out up here. Up here has nothing to do with what can be out here. So Mary, what? Heard a word. Say she heard a word. Number two, Mary embraced the supernatural. And that's where many people get hung up because you hear a word and you think you got to do it or you got to perform it. That is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to hear it and embrace that there is a supernatural power of God that's available and at your disposal to come to your aid. Amen. When we start talking about God's going to cancel debts and God's going to get us out of debt and, we, and we're going to come out, of, we're going to pay debts off. We, we go home with this, with this mindset. How is that going to happen when, I don't, when I'm barely making ends meet now? How am I going to get out? Of, that's not your problem. Your, 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 your stance is, I believe the word that I heard. And however and whomever God wants to use to bring it to pass in my life, I am open, be it unto me, according to the word. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But instead of believing it, instead of releasing it out of our mouths, we're trying to figure out how or who is God's going to use to make it happen. It doesn't matter. God can use a coyote from the mountains to bring me a bag that's been lost by a hiker and, and give me my money. I don't care. Hunt your neighbors, I do not care. Did he say a coyote from the mountains? Yes, I did. We get a diagnosis from the doctor. And instead of just believing God, we're on WebMD. Trying to self-diagnose, trying to figure out what I can do to get this better. No, your, your position is to believe God. 
with his stripes I am healed. I believe God. And in my believing God, God's going to direct me. Okay, go see this physician or go to this doctor's office or go here or go there or change your diet. He'll, he'll, he'll give you all the instructions that you need, but you got to be focused on the word versus how to get it done. You calling up people, you know anybody that have this? What doctor did they go to? I'm going to go see that doctor. No, there's only one doctor you need to see, and that is Dr. Jesus. Come on, y'all. Now, I don't have anything against doctors. Doctors are a blessing. Doctors and nurses are a blessing. They, many of us would have been gone a long time ago if it wasn't for the doctors and nurses. So, I, so I, I'm, not, I'm not bashing those, but what I'm saying is, is that we are trying to figure out how it's going to happen naturally. And when you connect with a doctor that you believe that this is the one that's going to help you, don't believe, don't just trust in his ability. Begin to thank God for the divine inspiration and the divine wisdom and the anointing of God to rest on his life to do things in your life supernaturally. Are y'all with me? He may have lost every other case like yours, but he's going to get yours because he's not just dealing with just his own thinking. He's got divine support. He's got divine backup. Why? Because of your faith. Amen. And don't be scared. They might not even be a believer. Don't be scared. You, they might not even follow God. Can we pray? Let me pray for you. Let me lay my hands on you right now because I'm putting my life in your hands. You need to hear from God. And if God can talk to a donkey, he can talk to an unbelieving doctor. Amen. See, that's the supernatural part. See, but that don't fit in our, that don't fit in our, in our regular everyday thinking. Pray. For God to use an unbeliever? Yeah, what it's got to do with me? See, that's the supernatural part. That's why the angel says, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you, Mary. Because in her mind, she probably figured she got to go and, 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 and get with Joseph. Because that's naturally how it's done. It take two to tango, y'all. <laughs> if it was left up to her own thinking, she would have figured, oh, then this, this must going to happen after I married Joseph and we come together as husband and wife. That's when it's going to happen. He said, no, 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 baby. The Holy Spirit's going to come on you. The power of the Most High is going to come on you. That's how you're going to get pregnant. Amen. And in the same way, God wants to do some supernatural things in your life, but you got to learn to embrace it. You got to embrace it. It may not make sense, but it makes faith. Oh, yes, I understand that. Shout, I must hear a word. I must embrace the supernatural. God didn't leave you here alone, folks. He left you here with Holy Ghost and power. 
and we've been relying too much on the arm of the flesh. It's time for us to trust God and say, God, I embrace the supernatural. Amen. And we're going to start seeing more and more supernatural things. Glory to God. We're going to hear testimonies after testimonies. Amen. I read something. I, I, just, I just have to believe what I read. I read something that somebody had a metal, a metal rod in their, in their leg. Metal rod in their leg. They went to sleep one night with the metal rod in their leg. They woke up the next morning and the metal rod that was in their leg was laying in the bed beside them and they had a new bone in their leg. How that happen? Did a surgeon come and do surgery in the bed on them? No, that was supernatural. See, see, when you say something like that, people are like, Because we're so used to the natural. We're so used to the natural. I heard a story. Uh, somebody, so, uh, 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 a, uh, a person got a phone call from the bank and said, listen, we got to freeze your account. We got to freeze your account because a large deposit got, went into your bank. And based on your track record, you don't make deposits like that. So we, got, we, got a, we, we think it's an error. And so we're going to freeze your account so you don't spend that money. And then we got to collect it out on the, on the other end. So we're going to freeze your account until we find out where the mistake was. And so two days later, they got a call back, say, hey, we found out the mistake. And it was somebody put a wrong number. One digit was wrong on their deposit slip. It went into your account and it should have went into their account. And so we, we know who they, who they are, but they want to talk to you. Is it OK if we give them your number? Yes, you can give them my number. And so the person who made the mistake of the large deposit called them and said, hey, I just wanted to personally call and apologize for the inconvenience that I caused you because they had to freeze your account because you couldn't use your funds until they figured out and it was my mistake. I just wanted to apologize. Oh, no problem. It only took two days. No big deal. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. I want to apologize and I want to make it right. Is there something I can do for you? That was a question that they asked the person that had the account frozen. And they said, no, we're good, we're good. And then the person says, are you looking to pay off any debt? And they said, a matter of fact, yeah, we got about $40,000 worth of debt that we want to pay off. And he says, you know what? I'm going to let the deposit stay in your account, which was $40,000. Take that money and pay off your debt. <laughs> see, 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 see. But we hear stuff like that and we go. Because we're so used to the natural. We think we got to go get two, three jobs to get this thing paid off. No, there is a supernatural God that we serve. And he wants to do exploits in your life. He wants to do supernatural things like he did in the life of Mary. He wants to do in your life. He wants to fulfill that scripture says, for with God, nothing is impossible. Can anybody say amen in this place? Shout, I'm ready for the impossible, for the impossible. to manifest. No, let, let, let's say that differently. That, that, that one right. Say, I'm ready for the impossible, for the impossible. To, become possible to become possible and manifest. And manifest. That's better. Amen. And it can be done because you're dealing with God. And with God, nothing 
is impossible. Come on, about five more minutes and then we out. Okay, praise God. Can y'all handle it? All right, number three, third thing that Mary did, she believed the word. She believed the word. She heard a word, she embraced the supernatural, and she believed the word. Now, we have to add to this believe she received it. Because once you believe something, you receive it. There's no, receipt, there's no believing without receiving. Okay? Because you got to believe the validity of the word in order for you to receive it. Amen. So she believed the word. Be it unto me. Exactly how you said it. Be it unto me. And we need to be approaching the word of God. Just like it said right here. With his stripes I'm healed. Be it unto me. Just like you said it. Just like you said it. With your stripes I am healed. Be it unto me. If any man likes wisdom, let him ask. Who God gives it liberal and upright. Just like you said it. Be it unto me. I have the wisdom of God. Come on now. Y'all seeing this? Be it unto me according to the word. She believed the word. She believed the word. How do we know she believed the word? Because she said, be it unto me according to the word. Number four. Fourth thing she did. She released her faith. She released her faith. She didn't hear the word and then go home and talk about the word. How good the word was. Ooh, isn't that word good? I tell you what, that word was good. Mm, 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 prayer. I tell you what, pastor taught that word today. Just talking about the word. No, no, no. She released her faith. She received it and she released her faith. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Shout this morning, be it unto me according to your word. Come on, shout it. Be it unto me according to your word. God, what you said in your word about me, let it be unto me exactly how you said. And whatever that may be, whatever your need be, your need may not be healing. Your need may not be finances. Your need may, your need may be wisdom. Your need may be um, peace. Your need may be joy. Whatever it is, be it unto me according to your word. Amen. Y'all hear me this? And then lastly, Mary manifested the word. She manifested the word. How do we see that? We saw that over in Luke chapter 2. The Bible says, unto this day, a son is born. Christ the Lord. So not only did she receive it, she manifested it. And I'm here and I believe that there are many of you sitting here listening to me. That you have received the word. And it's time for you to manifest the word that you've received. Are y'all with me today? So we see this major prophetic announcement about the impossible come to pass in Mary's life. And if God is no respecter of persons, it can come to pass in your life. So may this Christmas season, may this Christmas holiday mark Mark, mark a time, mark a season in time. Uh, how do I want to say this? Mark a season in time where you begin to not, to, to not wait on 
acting on the word, but act on it when you hear it. That it won't take three lessons to get you in a place to faith. That when you hear the word, you're ready to respond to it. Are y'all with me? Because it's time to see. <laughs> Glory to God. It's time to see the word coming to pass in your life. God, may God make you a living testimony of his word in Jesus' name. Y'all receive that? Y'all blessed today? Shall be it unto me according to your word. Come on, say, be it unto me according to your word. Now say it with some gumption. Say, be it unto me according to your word. Listen, God, listen, folks. One word from God can change everything. And may this be the word to change everything. I said, may this be the word to change everything. May you leave from this place and step into another realm of glory, another, another realm of receiving, another level in life because of your understanding of the word today. Amen. Come on, let's stand and celebrate God and his word. Come on, let's stand and celebrate God and his word. Come on, lift your hands and give God praise and glory. Father, we bless you and we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you that the word declares for there with God, nothing is impossible. So, Father, it doesn't matter if any one of us here are facing an impossible situation. It is not impossible for you. So because we've received the word on it and the power that, that will bring it to pass, we believe that we will receive whatever's been spoken over our lives to come to pass in Jesus' name. Be it unto us according to what you said. Be it unto us according to what you said. Be it unto us according to what you said in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Bow your head and close your eyes. Bow your head and close your eyes. We want to make sure that everybody's spiritual need is met here on today. Now, based upon what I said, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you don't need to hear another lesson in order to get saved. All you need to do is respond to the word that God has spoken. The Bible is very clear that it's God's desire, it's God's heart, it's God's will that everybody be saved. So with that said, I want to give an opportunity to you today that maybe you came into this building without a relationship with God. You, maybe you came in this building without being born again. Maybe you came in this building not having received the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. But I have great news for you because you don't have to leave that same way. All it takes is a faith in God and a confession with your mouth and the Bible says you'll be saved. So if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I've never received him into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. But I want to be saved today. I want to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you today, 
I want you to lift up your hand right where you're standing because we want to pray. Pastor, I'm not saved. I don't have a relationship with God. I don't have a relationship with Jesus today, but I want to give my heart to him today. Would you pray for me? That's you. Would you lift your hand high so I can recognize it? Wherever you are in the auditorium, wherever you are in the auditorium, lift your hand and say, Pastor, you're talking to me. Talking to me. I want to get saved today. Praise God. Secondly, this morning is you may have come and you've allowed things, distractions, people, places, things to get in between you and your relationship with God. I have great news for you because not only does God forgive us, God also restores us. And so you may find yourself away from God today. For whatever reason, and it really doesn't even matter. What matters is the heart of God is to have a close, intimate relationship with you. And so God is willing to forgive and forget all those things that's become between you and him and restore you today in Jesus' name. So if that's you this morning and you said, Pastor, my relationship with God is not what it should be. I, I've gotten off track, but I want to get it right today. Would you pray for me? If that's you today, would you lift your hand wherever you are in the auditorium and say, Pastor, that's me. Pray for me. I need to get my relationship back on track with Jesus today. Would you pray for me this morning? If that's you, wherever you are in the auditorium, would you lift your hand so we can recognize it? Because we do want to pray. We do want to pray. Glory to God. Amen. And then lastly today is this. I believe that every person needs to be connected to a good local church. A church that's going to love you. A church that's going to teach you the truth of God's word. Not just give you a feel-good lesson, but teach you the truth. Because Jesus says that it's the truth that makes one free. And it's my heart along with God's heart that you walk in the freedom that's been released through the relationship with the Lord Jesus, but you got to have information to do that. And so if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I feel a connection with this ministry. I feel a connection with you as a pastor. And I want to join. I want to link up. I want to connect with Faith Christians International on today. If that's you, would you lift your hand this morning because we want to receive you as a partner in Jesus' name. Glory to God. God is so good. God is so good. Now, those of you who are watching this online, if one of those appeals were for you, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at the email that's on the screen behind me. We want to love on you. We want to rejoice with you. We want to pray with you. And we want to get some information in your hands so that your relationship with God can be started on the right track. I feel a connection with this ministry. I feel a connection with you as a pastor. And I want to join. I want to link up. I want to connect with Faith Christians International on today. If that's you, would you lift your hand this morning because we want to receive you as a partner in Jesus' name. Glory to God. God is so good. God is so good. Now, those of you who are watching this online, if one of those appeals were for you, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at the email that's on the screen behind me. We want to love on you. We want to rejoice with you. We want to pray with you. And we want to get some information in your hands so that your relationship with God can be started on the right track. 
So we want to thank God for you. We'd love to hear from you soon. And thank you for tuning in on today in Jesus' name. So let's celebrate those that are watching us online today. Come on. Let's give them a good